0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of The Young Perspective. Today is February 11th. I'm Joshua Danziger.
1: And I'm Ethan Canfield. And this is The Young Perspective, where we talk about America's biggest political and social dilemmas from the eyes of two high schoolers.
0: So welcome back, everybody, to The Young Perspective. As many of you know, last week we did a dissection of QAnon, the alt-right group. And this week we're doing a dissection of an unequivalent. I want to stress that unequivalent group on the left side called Antifa, uh, also short for anti-fascist. But we're going to be talking about what they are and how they kind of differ from QAnon. Some people say that the extremes that the parties touch That is true in some sense, but in others, it is most certainly not true. So shall we get started? What is Antifa?
1: Antifa is the far left fringe of American politics, and they're as far to left as you can get in the Democratic Party. And they oppose anything that will lead to fascism, like Nazism. They oppose, a lot of them oppose capitalism. They support socialism. They, uh, a lot of them actually, you can use a lot of things that they don't support rather than things that they do support. They oppose nationalism, far right ideologies, white supremacy, authoritarianism, racism, homophobia, xenophobia. A lot of the things that the far right white supremacists support, they denounce and they don't support. And so their job as anti fascists are to protest and stop these things. That's what they try and do.
0: So they are kind of the opposite of QAnon. They oppose. Everything on the far right, they oppose Trumpism, they oppose authoritarianism, and most of all, they oppose fascism. What kind of fascism? Well, fascism, for example, like we saw with Nazi Germany in the 30s and 40s. And, and what is the definition of this fascism? Well, we pulled this off of Wikipedia. It says that fascism, fascism is a far right form of authoritarian ultranationalism characterized by dictatorial power forcible suppression of opposition and strong regimentation of society and of the economy. okay so fascism, the authoritarian and ultranationalism characterized by dictatorial power it's when leaders like Adolf Hitler come into power they're dictatorial you know they strip away the democracies of a country and they force their citizens to do a lot of different things maybe they don't want to do they hurt a lot of people
1: and and TiFA now thinks that Donald Trump was one of those leaders. And so when they came into prominence, they thought that this new wave, this new wave of red and the far right that Trump has brought in to the Republican Party, they thought that was dangerous. They thought that that could lead to something like the Nazis, and they thought that these neo-Nazis were comparable. So they thought that they had to act now before, or before something big could happen, like it happened a hundred years ago, or less than a hundred years, or eighty years ago, and so that's what their job is. Is they're, As anti-fascists, they're trying to stop Trumpism, stop the far right, stop things like QAnon from happening.
0: So that's a good segue into how they got started. Well, as fascism was taking prominence in Germany in the 30s, you had all these groups of Germans who did not like fascism. They opposed fascism. They called themselves anti-fascist. I don't know the German word, but uh, American anti-fascist or antifa was actually taken from a German word that is longer and more complicated. And then- after the war, they kind of you know, bled out, but they were a big opposition to the Nazis during the war, and they helped the resistance fight against Adolf Hitler. Uh, and then in the 80s, there was kind of a surge of anti-fascists in the United States going and fighting some of these fringe far-right groups. They um, called
1: themselves the anti-racist action in
0: the 80s. In the 80s, the anti-racist action. And then they kind of slowed down, and they became dormant once again until August 2017. And that was when the Unite the Right rally
1: occurred in Charlottesville, Virginia. And this was a big rally that occurred in in Virginia, where a lot of people on the far right came together and they protested things happening in the left. And people on the left saw this and they thought, we have to stop this. This is Trumpism. This is fascism. We have to stop these racist people and xenophobic people on the right. And so they stood up. They started getting into clashes with them. People started forming started joining Antifa and in these like small cells that they had, small groups of people they had, they would go to uh, protests where, uh, where people on the far right were there and they would clash with them. They would try and stop them. They would try and fight them. And even this physical violence would occur sometimes.
0: So that's right. Antifa is a response to Trumpism. At the end of the day, modern Antifa is a response to everything that Trump has brought about, especially on the far right end of the conservative party. And what do they do? Well, just like Ethan said, they tried to prevent far-right activists like the Proud Boys, like white supremacists, they try to prevent them from holding rallies, from protesting. So they, you know, essentially they do counter-protest.
1: Right. They do a lot of things. They can do things online, like conducting research on the far-right line. They can even go and infiltrate these far-right extremist uh, groups on the internet, like on 4chan and 8chan, HM, which are... Um, Things QAnon uses those messaging boards and they can try and infiltrate them and try and get information on the far right. It can also go into things in person where people on the far right are having protests and they'll try and stop them and fight them and you know, get up in their face and leave. And they'll even physically assault people on the right. And they say that they do this um, out of self-defense. They don't want to put on violence. They, but if people on the right are attacking them, they'll fight back. They're not afraid to do that. And they're also characterized at rallies by wearing all black. They're wearing masks, pants, shirts, everything's black. And so it's a way of protecting themselves because they have masks so people can't identify them. And it's kind of been shown that when you see someone at a left protest and they're wearing all black, it's most likely going to be someone from Antifa. And they'll also go to their own protests, have their own protests or something, or they'll join with other left movements like Black Lives Matter to have protests with them as well.
0: So, you know, it's interesting. Ethan and I were at a climate protest a couple of years ago, an international one, you know, throughout a lot of different cities around the world, organized primarily by Greta Thunberg, but, you know, a, a climate protest nonetheless. And there we saw anti-fascists. And it was interesting. They were waving their flag. They were in support of this protest, so they weren't counter-processes there. But still, they stuck right out. Their black clothing, they stuck right out. They They. they they came together um, and they, you know, they sat together in the back and they waved their flags. But that was kind of an interesting experience to see them not only, you know, online and in the news, but in the real world. Yeah, and
1: at the time, I didn't realize they were Antifa. I didn't know a lot about Antifa then. I knew what they were, but I didn't know a lot. Uh, it was kind of the movement was, you know, still pretty big and definitely a thing. But I guess I hadn't learned a lot about them. But I knew that they were something, and I, I thought they were actually anarchists. Uh, but they were wearing their all-black signature clothing. And later I found out that's what they were. But it's interesting. Uh, so it shows that Antifa can do a lot of things. They're not just you know going out and punching people on the right.
0: And had this been a protest on the right that we were at, it probably would have been a lot more violent um, and Definitely. confrontational with the Antifa that was there. And how do they justify this violence that they commit? And they, they do? Well, they use historical arguments. They say... What if opponents of the German Nazi Party had been more forceful in their oppositions in the 1930s? They ask, "What? Well, what? What if people like us had stood up to the Nazis?" That's what they ask, and they said maybe World War Two would have ha- would not have happened, maybe the Holocaust would not have happened, maybe 50 million to 100 million people would not have died. So that is what they're using to justify it, and it's actually pretty persuasive. <laughs> be honest with yeah. you, you think the- these "what ifs" are very powerful. The question is, does that justify violence?
1: Right. They're using real world history to compare something that they think is happening right now to something that's happened in the past. And they're wanting to say that we're just acting out of precaution. We're trying to stop something before it happens. Does it justify violence? No, it does not. You, you, they are not the police. They have no right to justify violence. If they're acting as self-defense at a protest, fine. They're allowed to do all the stuff they want to do on the Internet. They're allowed to do stuff. uh, peaceful protests. There are a lot of counter-protests peacefully. But when it comes to violence, we cannot support that. And neither does the Democratic Party. Biden doesn't support it. He's denounced them and has gone on to say that he does not support Antifa.
0: For my opinion, Antifa has actually been a bad look for the Democratic Party, especially when Republicans are looking at them. So during the BLM riots last summer, uh, Trump blamed it all on Antifa. He said Antifa's going out and Trump cl- uh, claims they're a domestic terrorist group. And Trump said Antifa is going out there destroying property, which, you know, some riots were, uh, were, you know, were doing some property destruction. And Antifa was there. He was right. To some degree, Antifa was involved in the BLM uh, protests last summer. But at the end of the day, are they domestic terrorists? You know, is every, what Trump does is he categorizes everybody on the left or, you know, everybody on the far left and says everybody on the far left is, is a part of Antifa and uses Antifa as that catch all term, that catch all bad term. For leftists.
1: Right. And that's caught on with all of his supporters. You know, you hear uh, Trump supporters when they're talking about Antifa, when someone mentions their name, like, oh, I hate Antifa, everyone on the left and Antifa, Biden's Antifa. They all categorize anyone who's not a Republican, everyone on the left as a member of that organization, though so it's not really an organization. It's,
0: you know, very loose, as we said. Um, you know, and what's interesting is Republicans are now turning far-right extremism and far-right acts that have been perpetrated in the past, they're turning and saying now that Antifa actually did it and framed it on the right. For example, uh, a couple members of the House claim that the January 6th riots at the Capitol, where far-right insurrectionists entered the Capitol building and threatened the the members of Congress, they claim that this was not, in fact, Trump supporters, but these were members of Antifa, Antifa who were trying to frame the Trump supporters and make Trump look bad. That's how crazy some of this stuff is anyway.
1: So what does this mean for the democratic party as a whole? How will Antifa affect uh, those who are more moderate Democrats or even Democrats on the left, but are on the extreme left? How will this affect the part there, this party as we've seen QAnon affect the, the, the Republican party?
0: Well, at the end of the day, Antifa constitutes a much smaller percentage of the total Democrats than QAnon or the Proud Boys or a lot of other far-right extremists constituted, the conservative party, the Republican Party. So there are a lot less members of Antifa, and I think they're a lot less dangerous for one reason. QAnon and a lot of these far-right, alt-right groups, their claims are based off of lie, blatant lie, right? You know, that that the Democrats and and even some Republicans are operating a child sex trafficking ring and they're drinking the children's blood, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's, you know, that's conspiracy theory. That's lie. At the end of the day, Antifa is just truth, even though it's far left. It's based on truth. You know, the World War Two happened. The Nazis existed. They're just opposing what they think would lead to that. And I may personally disagree with them, but there needs, needs to be differentiation between truth and lie.
1: There's a difference between opinion and conspiracy theory and lie. Opinions are what Antifa has. Though you might not agree with their opinions, their opinions are based off of fact and then also their own values. And you can't discredit their values and their opinions. But when you have someone on the right like QAnon who, has, uh, who is blatantly lying and making up conspiracy theories, though they also have their own opinions, those opinions are okay, but their conspiracy theories aren't. and Their lies aren't. They're, they're trying to alter what people think and uh, influence them based on complete lies that have no evidence. Not only is it physically, are they physically, there's physically less violence, but there's also less violence done uh, in the sense of they're not actually harming uh, the general public's knowledge about something.
0: But what you can discredit about Antifa is the violence they commit, right? At the end of the day, Violence is violence. Violence is wrong. If you're going to condemn the violence on the right, you have to condemn the violence on the left, right? If you're yes. going to condemn the property, uh, the property destruction at the Capitol, you have to condemn the property destruction that occurred during the BLM riots last summer, right? It you know it goes hand in hand, and I think that's going to conclude this episode. That you can have far right values or far left values as long as they're based on truth, and as long as they're based on peace, you know, and that's something that the far Uh, extremes of both parties do not have right now.
1: So thank you everyone for listening. Remember, keep listening to The Young Perspective every Friday at 3pm. And make sure to check out our Instagram at the underscore young underscore perspective, or email us at ejtheyoungperspective at gmail.com or check out our website at theyoungperspective.net.
0: Thank you everybody for listening. And remember,
1: this was The Young Perspective.